Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy and you're mighty. You're worthy and you're mighty tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I appreciate every opportunity that we have to come into the house of the Lord. To lift up the name of Jesus. To give him praise. And to receive from him as well. Amen. Amen. So thankful for each and every one of you that are here with us tonight and taking the time on this Wednesday evening, our midweek fill up to uh, come and to worship the Lord, to be in fellowship with one another and to receive of the word tonight. We're going to ask for our ushers to come. If you'll just remain standing for just a second. If you know, we bring our offering and then we have a little bit of a moment where we'll go out and we'll say something to someone and welcome them to the church. But as they're coming, we just want to uh, we remind everyone of um, Sunday. It's Mother's Day. Anyone forget that? No? Just a reminder, Sunday is Mother's Day. And uh, we invite and encourage everyone to come out and to be a part of that service with us. You guys can go ahead. We're going um, to pray over our offering, and then we're going to uh, take that offering up. And we're, again, we'll just ask that you step out, that you bring your offering. And uh, then while you're out, why don't you find someone that you haven't talked to yet? Why don't you shake their hand and welcome them to Lighthouse Church? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your spirit that we felt here tonight. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us and what you're continuing to do. We just ask that tonight as we take up this offering, that you would use it for your purpose and your will, that you would multiply it, God, for the furthering of your kingdom, Lord. We need you, Lord, and we're thankful for each of these, Lord, that, that, that give on a continual basis, Lord, for the furthering of your purpose and your kingdom. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Amen. Why don't you bring your offering tonight, and while you're out, greet someone. many of you are happy and thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen? Amen, amen. Well, tonight, um, little Zeke is not feeling well, and um, Sister Buford is, plays an integral role in uh, something that they have going on uh, with the kids tonight, getting ready for Mother's Day coming up. So, Pastor said, well, since you're speaking tonight anyway, I'm going to have to stay home with the baby, with the sick baby, and let my wife go to church. And uh, so that's where Pastor is tonight, if anyone is wondering. And um, so we, uh, you guys are stuck with me. Sorry about that. We, uh, it's, uh, we, it's good to have Jerry and Virginia. Is that right? Excellent. Uh, they're with us here tonight. They're from Florida. 
And uh, I hope it's, this is okay. If it's not, it's already done. So <laughs> They're here from Florida visiting some family. And they attended church in this building back in the 70s, I believe they said. Uh, I believe it was the Assembly of God's Church. Assembly of God Church, correct? And uh, so we're thankful to have you guys here with us tonight. And uh, I went and... I went and introduced myself to them and told them that Pastor wasn't able to be here. And they said, are, are you speaking tonight? And I said, I am. And uh, he said, "He said, well, you never know what you might get. One, one of them. Well, I'm not sure which one of us. So you never know what you might get whenever the assistant's speaking. He said, if they uh, don't get to speak very often, sometimes they really go a long time and get all their time in at once there. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen tonight. Uh, I see what time it is right now. You got a, I got a hand out of that one. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Tonight, um, I have somewhat of a, a simple thought, something that um, I don't think it's going to take a long time to get through this evening. Uh, but it's something that um, whenever, I, whenever I was in youth ministry, and for the majority of my time in ministry has been in youth ministry, and um, as a youth pastor, this is something that we, would, that we would harp on and that we would talk about and we'd preach about uh, quite often with, uh, with our youth and with young people. And it seems that, um, that as we get older, that this becomes less and less of a topic, even though it's still very important to us and sometimes even more important. And tonight, I want to talk about our circle, that your circle matters. The people that you hang around, the people that you talk to, that you visit with, the people that you call friends, um, your circle, your circle in life matters. Think for uh, just a minute with me, if you will. Let's just take a second here and think about who your inner circle is. Who is your inner circle? Who are the people that are the closest to you, who is the person that you talk to whenever you have a bad day. You just had a terrible day at work, and you're on your way home. You're driving home, and you're thinking, I've got to tell one person this. And we're going we're gonna to count our spouse out of that, okay? Count your spouse out of that. Someone else. Who, who, is, who is that person in your life that you would call and say, and say I've got I've to vent to you for just a moment. What's going on? What happened today? Whenever you get good news in your life, you're excited. Who's that person? Who is it that, you're, that you just cannot wait to share the good news with? Who's the one that you seek advice from? You've got a big thing in your life that's going on and, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I don't know how I'm going to accomplish this. I don't know how I'm going to fix this. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do here. Who's the person in your life that you call and say, hey, help me walk through this. Growing up, our friends and our circle is so important to who we are. It's, uh, it, 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 it's, it's very important to develop from our, from our circle as we grow up into the person that helps us develop into the person that we will become. This is why, as a youth pastor, I would harp on this to our, our, our young people, our students, in youth ministry, it was so important because I knew 
how much the circle that I ran with affected who I became and the way I thought and the way I operated and the way uh, the, the, the things that I did and the places that I went and the way that I reacted to things. I knew how that circle affected me. And that's why parents, parents control the environment that their kids are in. We, I, I can remember growing up that there were many times that I would want to uh, maybe go stay the night somewhere with someone. And my parents would say, ah, maybe why don't you see if they want to come to our house? Anyone ever given that one out? Why don't you see if they want to come over to our place? Because my parents were protecting the circle that I got into and the circles that I ran with. Because it was important in the development of who I was as a person, the circles that I was in. Growing in the spiritual is the same way. That in our walk with God, our friends and our circle is so important as we develop as a Christian and as we walk with God and as we do things uh, in the supernatural even, that we are careful about who our circle is and who those are that we allow to have influence into our life. I'm, I'm going to pick on him because I don't, I don't think that you can make this guy mad or offend him. But Brother Mike, why don't you come up here for just a second? I'm going, to come, I'm going to meet you halfway. How about that? Brother Mike, we're going to call him a seasoned person. Got that right. <laughs> he said, you got that right. Brother Mike, he is the person that he's going to be. He, he knows who he is. He, he's got his own attitude, his own feelings about things. And there's probably not much as a person that you're going to say or do that's going to sway him, you know, one way or the other from where he's at on things. But recently, and time flies, I don't know, I don't know how many months it's been now, but some time ago, Brother Mike walked through these doors at this church. Oh Lord, it's been almost a year. We can still say recently in the grand scheme of things, right? So recently, Brother Mike decided, I'm going to go to that church down the road. They got all the work done. They don't need any more help, so I'm just going to go over there. <laughs> I'm going to go over there, and I'm, I'm going to see what, what it's all about over there at Lighthouse Church. And he comes in. Brother Mike's baptized in the name of Jesus, receives the gift of the Holy Ghost, and starts a new path, a new way, and kind of starts over in the spiritual. All right? He's, he's in a place where... His circle in the spiritual really matters. Where in a moment, he could be way up here and feeling great and go and talk to the wrong person. And I hope that person's not in the building. I hope that person's not at Lighthouse Church. Maybe it's someone he drinks coffee with one day or someone he sees at the store. And if he lets that influence come into his life as a babe in Christ, as a child, as someone that is starting this new path, it's very easy for who he allows into his circle to affect his relationship with God and his path that he's on and who he becomes spiritually, not just as a person, but spiritually. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Mike. Let's give Brother Mike a hand. 
it's easy for us in, in early years of our walk with God to, to have these moments that can define who we are. And if we aren't careful, could hurt us. But at the same time, on the other end of the spectrum, at the same time, if he finds the right group to be a part of, that group can encourage him, can lift him up whenever he's in need, can pray for him and can help him in moments whenever he's not sure which way to go. Brother, uh, Brother Mike has, has joined a, a group of, uh, of men on Fridays that meets and uh, does, does breakfast and studies the word. And that's a great group for Brother Mike to be a part of. To hear encouragement from. That's a great circle for him to be in. It's a great circle to be in. Our circles matter. As young people, this is harped on because we will befriend just about anybody as a young person. And I, I, would, I would go as far as to say as young people in, in the spirit that we are kind of the same way. Whenever Brother Mike comes into church, we're just... I'm picking on you tonight. I'm sorry. You can, you can get me later. But whenever he comes into the church, man, he's baptized. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's on fire. He's probably looking around and saying, I want to be friends with all these people. All right? And he go, go, leaves from the church and goes out and just got this new lease on life. And I just want to be kind to everyone. And starts building this circle of people that he just brings everyone into. But if we're not careful and we just allow any of those voices to come into our circle and begin to speak to us and have influence with us, then it can drag us into places that we don't need to be. And we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God to, to understand and know which of those voices need to be there in our circle and which of those voices need to be outside of it. All right? Is this okay? As we get older... Our circle begins to tighten up a little bit, right? A lot, a lot. Here you go. Here's the next point. The older we get, the tighter the circle becomes. Can you testify to that one? As we get older, our circle becomes a little tighter. And we've got some seasoned saints in the room that have been walking this path with God for a long time. And you have recognized voices that should be there and ones that should not. And your circle has tightened up. Just talking about our friends and our circle tightening. I saw a deal the other day on, I don't know, it was on Facebook, some kind of social media. And it said, no one ever talks about the miracle of Jesus being in his 30s with 12 close friends. That's the truth, amen. I've got a lot of friends, but I don't have anybody... Just follows me around all day. and well, I don't know, Brother Shrift, sometimes we do that to each other. But even as our circle tightens, there is an importance of those that we place around ourselves. Right? And sometimes the application process to get into that circle gets a little harder, doesn't it? <laughs> you, uh, you, you start being more careful of who it is that you allow into those places and to have influence in your life. There's that old saying that birds of a feather 
flock together. Man, it used to make me so mad whenever my mom would tell me that. I don't, I don't know that I want you hanging out with them. Mom, but they're cool. right? Everybody wants to be cool. You know, birds of a feather flock together. And, and thinking back on that, I, 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 today even, I started kind of dissecting what that means. And it made me wonder if she was saying, if you keep hanging around with them, you're going to become like them. Or if she was saying, I'm a little concerned at who you are if that's who you're flying with. And we need to think about that with ourselves too. That the people that we call our closest of friends and the one that I would call and tell good news to or I would ask for advice from, what kind of person are they? And if they are something that we don't want to be, should that be the influence in our life? We will become what it is that we spend our time around. If you are always around people with political opinions, you will become a political kind of person. Everything that happens in the world, you'll have a reason within politics of why that's going on and why this is happening. If we just elect this one, and if that would just, you know, blah, 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 that's, that's who you will become. If you're always around people, though, who study and discuss the Word of God, you'll become a biblically driven person. That whenever something happens in the world, we don't look to all these other reasons, but we go to the Word and say, what does the Word say about this? If you become and you hang around people who pray, whenever something happens, whenever trouble comes into our life, we're going to be the kind of people that are going to pray about it. Because that's the influence that we have in our circle. Proverbs 13 and 20 I feel like we need to bring some scripture into this tonight, or else it's just a motivational speech. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 22 and 24 through 25 says, Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his, his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Both of these explaining to us and showing us that those that we put ourselves around, eventually we will become that thing. We will become like that. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. We will become what we hang around. Throughout the New Testament, Paul gives us warnings kind of over and over. And a lot of these are to Timothy uh, as a young man and his son in the gospel. He's talking to him. But he says in several different places, and just for the sake of time, we won't go through all of them, but he says all of these things. He says, watch out for this. Beware of this kind of person. Be watchful. Avoid these people. He's trying to help Timothy and he's trying to help the church to understand that there's some things that we should not be around. There's some things that we need to watch out for. And whenever we see these red flags in our life, we need to have, uh, we need to have the courage to be able to stand up and say, I don't need that in my life. And to push that thing away. He was trying to help them to be cautious with who is influencing them. But now, Brother Randall, you you got to understand, aren't we supposed to be 
friends with sinners? Absolutely. 100%. I have people in my life that I would call my closest friends. People who I know would help me if I ever called. And people that if they called me, I would stop what I was doing and I would go and I would help them. People that I truly love. People that are lost and need salvation. But I love them. And they are my friends. But it's not about just being friends, but it's about influence. I don't allow for those that are not Holy Ghost filled and led by the Spirit to have influence in my life. They're not part of that circle. I don't allow those that aren't led by the Spirit reading their Bible every day and praying, and I know are praying for me to be ones to say, hey, you should do this or you should do that or you should act this way or you should do... No, I, I don't let those people into my circle. When Jesus was in those settings and he was eating with publicans and he was, uh, and he was hanging out with, with sinners and all these things, it wasn't that Jesus was being convinced to go to a life of sin. It was that he was trying to be the influence on those to bring them to an understanding of who he was and what he was trying to bring to the earth. But if we aren't careful, we can get ourselves into places where those roles are reversed. And while we think that we're having influence on someone, they're having influence on us. And while we're trying to help them, they're bringing us down. You ever been in a situation like that before? You're like, I'm, I, I, I don't know if maybe I'm the only one. But I've been in times before where somebody's been down and things have been going on. I'm like, I'm going to encourage them. And I go and I'm talking to them. And we're going back and forth. And I leave and I go, man, this is terrible. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. The influence can be shifted and reversed if we aren't careful. But whenever we're around negative people, people that are being negative, we've got to be the positive example to them. And whenever we're around people that are hurt, we have to have an attitude that heals. Pastor has said before that we need to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. A thermometer tells you what the temperature of the room is and rises and lowers to that level. But a thermostat sets the temperature and brings things up to that place. Hope he's watching the live stream tonight. Thank you for that one. I love that analogy. We've got to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. But when we need advice, when we need direction, we can be friends with all of these other people. We can have friends that are out in the world. Don't get me wrong tonight. I'm not trying, we're not starting, this is not a cult. We're not starting some kind of weird thing where we can't even talk to people, you know, that, that blah, blah, blah. All right, here's the deal. We can be friends with anyone in the world that we want to. But whenever we need advice, whenever we need direction in our life, and whenever we're in a time of crisis, we need a circle of godly people that we have placed in our life. We need a circle of those that we know that whenever we call them, that they're going to encourage us and they're going to help us. We've got to have those people in our life. We need a circle of people 
that we know whenever we call and we talk to them that they're not going to hang up the phone and call someone else and tell them what you just said, but they're going to get on their knees and start praying for you and speaking to God on your behalf. We need friends that in our time of needing direction that they open the word and say, let's see what the Bible says about this. We need those people in our circle. Our circle matters. On Wednesday mornings, Brother Shrift and Brother Harpole and myself, we do a, a men's breakfast thing over in Troy, and we host this over there, and we've got guys that, that have been coming for a while. And um, there's, a, there's a new guy that started coming, and he called me, and we were talking a little bit, and I told him about our, our breakfast deal. I was trying to get him to come to church, and I said, hey, you know, on uh, Sundays, man, we have great church there in O'Fallon, and 11, 11 o'clock, 11.30, why don't you come and be a part of that? Well, I work on Sundays. I said, well, that's all right. You live up in Moscow Mills? We got a Bible study we do on Thursday nights, and you can come up. Well, I work in the evenings. All right. Check that one off and check this off. Well, how about this? On Wednesday mornings, and we, we just start making up some other things if he's busy on Wednesday mornings. But on Wednesday mornings, we have a breakfast that we do. Just a bunch of men get together. We eat breakfast, drink coffee. I said sometimes we, we, uh, we, we talk about the word. Sometimes we have things like that. But sometimes we just go and we have breakfast and we just fellowship and we just talk. And we help one another, encourage one another. And he stopped and he said, man, that's what I need in my life. That's what I need right now. He said, I need some godly men that I can put around me to help me through some things in my life right now. There's been others that have come to, the, to our breakfast over there that have never come to our Bible study. But they come to breakfast and occasionally I'll get a text or they'll say whenever they're leaving, man, I really needed this. This was good. I needed this in my life. It's important to have a circle of godly people in your life. And to make sure that your circle is filled with godly people that can help you in your times of need. The world, the world today needs circles that are going to help them. Circles that will correct and circles that will fight for them. Has anybody heard the story of the, of the two hikers going through the woods? The bear starts coming. What happens? The guy starts tying his shoes. And he says, his buddy says, what are you doing tying your shoes? You'll never outrun that bear. He says, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. We don't need friends like that in our life. Whenever the bear starts coming in life that they want to get away and let you get devoured. I want to have a friend that whenever the bear comes out, we both start looking for the biggest stick we can find. All right? We start looking for anything that can be a weapon. We're going to fight this thing out. Arm in arm to the death, we're going to fight. I need friends like that. And this world needs friends like that in their life. There are plenty of people out there today that are being negative, that are being deceived, that are being hurt, that are being torn down. But it's time that we, as the church, the body of Christ, it's time that we become a people that has circles and, and that we are in circles of people 
that are uplifting people. Come on, circles that, that where people can hear truth. Where people can hear the truth of the Word of God. Where we can find healing and where our friends can find healing. And where we can be encouraged during hard times. This is a great example. The pastor didn't pay me, pay me for this plug. It's a great example of our small groups. This is why we have things like this. So that we can get together and we can have a circle of friends and church family. But also the neighbor down the road. And the person we met at the coffee shop that can come into our circle and we give influence. We influence them and allow them to have someone kind and holy and loving even within their circle. Where we develop communities where people can make friends and be encouraged. While preparing for this tonight, there were a couple stories, Bible stories that came to mind that just just wouldn't wouldn't leave my mind. And I woke up this morning with uh, with this thought just blazing through. I had just like bullet points, almost like like God was waiting on me to wake up, and it's like, all right, He's awake. Boom, 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 boom. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. I immediately grabbed my phone and started typing in my notes and trying to get together everything that God wanted me to say here tonight. But in these stories, I have one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. I think that that's important to do that we can compare between the two. Both of these involve a situation where someone needed strength to do something, and it ended up being the strength of others in their circle that brought them through their situation. In the Old Testament, and these are not going to be things that you're like, I've never heard that name before. It's pretty, I'm a pretty simple guy, southeast Missouri, born and raised. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All right? And they're before King Nebuchadnezzar, and he creates this golden image, and he says, I think most of us probably know this story. He says, I'm gonna, we're going to play the music, and whenever the music plays, I want everyone to bow to this golden image that represents me and my kingdom and my strength and all this stuff. I want you to bow and worship this golden image. And these three boys, they decide, I'm not going to do it. And whenever the music plays, the three of them, this circle of men, the only ones standing for what's right, refuse to bow down and continue to stand. These three refuse to do so and stand in solidarity together. Strengthening one another. I never, I've never thought about this story this way until this afternoon, putting it in this perspective. That, and I'm sure that people, that all of you have probably been in a situation before where you're doing something and you're wondering if the guy next to you is doing it or not, you know? Anybody ever been there before? There was a deal, uh, I think it was whenever. Brother DJ Hill was here, and he was having people stand up if they believed if things were right or wrong. I don't know if you all remember that. But uh, one, of, one of the Harrison boys was sitting right up front, and he said, Do you believe it's this one? And just one, just one of the, I don't know, I think it was maybe Jack, stood up. And he was the only one in the room, and he looked around, and nobody else was, and he started to sit down. And Brother DJ said, No, you're already standing. You might as well just stand. He's like, All right. You know, so he's standing there. But we get in situations where we look around and we're like, is anyone else doing this with me? 
Is anything else going on here? I can only imagine that probably in that situation, that as the three of them, they have made this pact. They're going to play the music today, and everyone else is going to bow, and we're not going to do it. We're going to stand for what's right. Our circle, we're going to be strong for God. And the music starts playing, and everyone bows, and probably cutting out of their eyes. Are these standing? He's saying, all right, good. I'm not by myself here. But could you imagine if one of them, and we just had the story of Shadrach and Meshach for a little bit ago. <laughs> if one of them decided to go down and bow, the other two would have been standing there going, well, at least I got my buddy. You know, a little less encouraged, a little less strengthened, for their stand, but at least I got my buddy. And then what if the other had gone down? How long do you think the one would have stood by himself? Maybe. Maybe he would have. And we would have had the story of the great and powerful Shadrach. But I'm going to tell you that whenever those in your circle that you stand with, whenever they begin to go down around you, it's easy for you to say, you know what, I think I'll just do that too. It's important who your circle is. In the New Testament, and I'm going to go very quickly, I recognize the time. I'm starting to do that thing you were talking about. I'm so sorry. In the New Testament, we find the story in Mark 2 of the paralyzed man. That needs to get to where Jesus is. The Bible says that Jesus comes into Capernaum. And that he goes to the house. And that everybody knows that Jesus is there. And they flock in. And the house is, is full of people. You can't even press into the door. But this guy is paralyzed. And he can't even get to the house. And the Bible says that four men... I don't know, and I look today, I don't know that there's anywhere where it says that four friends carried him. But I would just only assume that if somebody, four people were going to go and find this guy and pick him up and carry him across town. All right, We know the story. They get to the house and it's full. And they, go, they say, you know what? Hey, buddy, we said we're taking you to Jesus and we're going to get you there. And they take him up to the roof and they tear the roof off the place and they lower him down. To where Jesus was. I'm going to say that those were four really good friends. Four really good friends. For someone to go through all of that for their friend. Or for a person. But here's the deal. If he had surrounded himself with just a bunch of other paralyzed people. The moment that Jesus comes to town. Someone would have said, Jesus is here. And he would have looked around and thought, man... If I'd have just surrounded myself with some strong people, some people that could help me today, some people that could pick me up and take me to where Jesus is, I could get my healing. But instead, I've surrounded myself with people that can't help me. In our life, we have to make sure that in our circle, that in our group of people, our group of friends, our group of influencers, that they are people that are stronger than we are. All right? People that are able to take us to where we need to be in times of hurt and in times of need. 
friends that will help us. I didn't start with one, but I'm going to end with the scripture here. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 through 12. You can stand with me. I'm coming to a close. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man mighty prevail against one who is alone, you might be able to fight off one by yourself. Two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Tonight I was tempted at the end of this to go into the fact that that God is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I am a friend of God. God is my friend. That he's part of my circle. But I hope that we all understand that and know that tonight. But that, that goes a little past where I'm, what I'm trying to say to you this evening. Maybe what I'm trying to say to myself even. That sometimes we need a brother and a sister to stand with us. Okay? Sometimes we need them there so that whenever we fall, they can pick us up. And they can help us. We need people in our circle like that. And we need for God to help us to understand. And we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God to understand who in that circle needs to be removed. That is dragging us down. That is hurting us. That is not helping us. And who needs to be added to that circle. So that in our time of need, we don't have to look around at others that are hurt and broken and messed up just like we are, but we can find someone that we know is in the Word and we know is praying and we know will lift us up in prayer and will help us. And like those four friends, will pick us up and will take us to a place of Jesus. That whenever we call and we say, I've got something going on in my life, they don't go, man, that's terrible. You want to know here about the bad things going on in my life too? But no, they say, you know what? Right now while we're on the phone, why don't we pray? Why don't you let me pick you up and take you to Jesus right now? We need people like that in our circle. I'm going to pray over us tonight. And then I want you to, whenever we close, I want you to go find someone, a brother with a brother, a sister with a sister. Hug their neck. Tell them that you appreciate them. Encourage someone tonight. We need people like that in our circle. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you.